I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. Hey, wherever you're listening from, I'm so excited to have you here with us. You guys, I am actually on my way getting ready to go to Dallas, Texas, and I've been there several times before, but this is a special trip. This is actually a trip where I am going to meet some amazing people, some amazing ladies who are in all walks of life. But today I've actually um, had it on my heart for over a year now to have a special guest on today's podcast join us. And some of you may have heard of her. Her name is Michelle Mitchell. Um, Michelle has actually been on my vision board for over a year now. And not only have I wanted to have my photos taken by her for a really long time, but I've actually wanted to have her on my podcast. And the Lord has just been so good and so faithful. And he's waited as he always does, like a gentleman at his perfect timing to have the right people come on the podcast at the right time and seasons of life. And so let me tell you a little bit about Michelle before we get into today's podcast hashtag episode. Michelle is an Arkansas native, a Texas resident, and a frequent world traveler. She is also a portrait artist, a lover of people, and a storyteller. The quality of her work stands alone that is expressed through her heart and soul. In fact, over time, her childhood hobby for photography developed and eclipsed all other career interests. She now owns and operates Miss Shaley Mitchell Photo, which runs out of her home, but she takes these photos all over the world. She is a creative image builder, confident in her style, and recognized for her ability to capture the true heart of a moment. This site houses her photographs and travels, displaying the very heartbeat of her heart. Every human being has a story worth hearing and worth telling. Michelle's mission is to be a conduit for people to do just that. Her true vision is for the one. It has been said that she honors people with her lens in an unforeseen step of faith, the combination of a deep love for Christ, a heart of restoration, and an eye for creativity led to purchase her 1886 farmhouse in May of 2018. During this time, she began to document the restorative process, not only closely, and it paralleled her personal story of restoration, room by room, piece by piece. Soon after, she began to realize the house was all of our stories, broken to beautiful, beauty from ashes, nothing too far beyond God's reach. This current project and movement is called a house God is building. across the nation into the hearts of people who desperately need to be reminded of the restorative transforming power of Christ's love. Even though she's residing in big metroplex, Michelle clings tightly to her southern roots and her love for simplicities of life. Arkansan turned into Texan. She loves her big dog bell, good Tex-Mex, diet coke, big front porches, and quality time with friends and family. The outdoor life energizes and refreshes during her busy schedule, so you'll find her traveling or out on the lake during any free time. Hope you can come and sit and find rest and stay a while and enjoy all that Michelle is doing at Michelle.co.
right, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I am so excited, y'all. I am currently sitting, you're never going to believe this, in Dallas. I can't even remember which part of Dallas because I've been so many places in my rental car the last few days um, within this amazing state. But you guys, you know, we have on our podcast so many different guests and interviews, and we have none other than Michelle Mitchell joining us today and we are sitting at a local coffee shop called the white rhino and never heard of white rhino but it's a super cool joint and so we are just living it up out here we actually just got done eating some mexican food what was the name of that place again i cannot remember all right the name of the place we just ate at was Campizano's. Campizano's. yeah so anybody who's been to cedar hill uh, we'll probably know, but yeah, it's a great little Mexican spot. Yeah. Good chips and, and salsa. Yes. They had green salsa. <laughs> you don't always get the green salsa in That's Mississippi. Right. <laughs> so that was definitely You got to come to Texas for the green. Yes. Yes. Everything's bigger and better in Texas, as they say. <laughs> okay, guys. So I am so excited. You guys know we do hashtags and you kind of already by this point heard the bio on my friend, Michelle and we're going to jump into some questions. So, Michelle, I kind of like to ask everybody like some super fun questions. I love it. And just when I think it's going to be like a fun question, <laughs> there's like a deep question okay, in there. Okay. So, the first question, which is ironic because we're at the right white rhino <laughs> and we're having coffee, but what is your favorite coffee drink? All right. Okay, I am a creature of habit. I'll okay. say that up front. So, I'm from the South, and we say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so the same coffee drink every day. Um, but I drink a, an Americano. Okay. So what is here's, that exactly? Here's the kicker. It's um, People do it different. It's I think it's like a shot of espresso and okay. water. Um, and different people get different amounts of espresso or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but I, the kicker to mine is I mix mine with... Um, Extra almond milk, steamed. Oh, okay. Okay, that's the kicker. Okay. I can't, I can't do like lukewarm coffee, so yeah, I do americano with extra almond milk, steamed. Okay. And then I sweeten it with a little bit of stevia. Nice. So, so a little more on the healthier side. I try. Say. There's times I do the whole like uh, what heavy I got whip. vanilla latte. No, those, those are good too. I'll drink it all, but that's kind of my norm. Um, but then I've also do at times I'll do like heavy whip. Yeah. Steamed. Yeah, you know, frothed up uh -huh. with, with some stevia. So that's okay. my drink of choice that every day, like every single day. So, so I have to ask you because you're talking about frothing. I don't know if you know this. You may know, but at home, like when you're at home making your coffee, you can get a very similar experience when it comes to frothing. <laughs> okay. Like it's a handheld portable milk frother. Okay. That's Do you know about that? My item of choice at my house. Right. Like mine too. Um, I brought it with me. Yeah. I was out. I love that. Yeah. I travel with mine too. So I was out in Nashville about a year ago staying with a friend. Um, and I was like late in the game to know about these. But yeah, she had one and showed me. And I'm like, I have like drank coffee all this time without this little machine. And so anyways, ordered one off Amazon, eight bucks and use it every day and travel with it in yeah. my suitcase and all that. Yeah. So. It's so great. It's a great travel tool. If you're yeah. wanting to get a milk frother, you totally <laughs> need and to there's even home ones, Yeah. Little home ones that you get off Amazon that steam it and froth it. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So question number two, since we've been living in 2020, 
you know, we've all seen a lot of different stages of life, different seasons of life. What would you say, like, if you had to pick like a product or something that has like carried you through, gotten you through COVID so far up to this point, what would that product be? Oh man, a product that's gotten me through 2020. <laughs> Sprung this one on me. I'm trying to think. Um, or like a go-to that you're like, I, I could not live without this during quarantine. All right. I don't know if this is a product or not. I don't know if this is a product, but I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. And since COVID, I've taken it up a notch on this thing, but yeah. Instacart, Instacart, okay. Uber Eats, and all the like apps yes. on your phone yes. daily. I'd say probably, it's, this is bad. I'd what? say probably daily I've used in 2020, either Instacart. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, because they bring, um, it's, you know, obviously they bring your yeah your stuff to you so i haven't gone to many stores which yeah. sounds crazy especially early on sure now i've kind of gotten out but um yeah i'm not i'm not <laughs> super proud to say that but like i told somebody yesterday i was like uber eats and and doordash and like instacart it's have gotten me through grace. i'm serious yeah. yeah what do you get from other people on like i'm curious just okay. product products for 2020 that's like hmm. some people I'm have said their eyelashes you know, they're oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, I would have to say because I wear fake lashes as well. Okay. And yeah, your would, eyelashes are awesome. I would say that, you know, it comes and goes like for me during quarantine, I wear my lashes everywhere. But in quarantine, I was like bald, like <laughs> girl was not putting on makeup, being at home with three kids and <laughs> hubby came home to like some scary stuff. <laughs> With no eyelashes on. I love it. Oh, my god! But people have said eyelashes. People have said, like, their coffee, different coffees yeah. that they had shipped to their house or, you know, some crazy things out there. I'm telling you, Amazon Prime, Instacart, DoorDash, yeah. Uber Eats. This is just a... Yeah. I'm telling you, every day. That's the go-to. <laughs> it's pretty sad. You heard yeah. it, people. It's Yeah, it's gotten me through. <laughs> That's I'm telling awesome. you. <laughs> okay, so question number three. And we'll do this last question before we get in the hashtag. So this is the more like serious question. Yeah. What would you say, like, if you could go back in time, travel back in time five years ago, okay. what would you tell yourself today that you wish you knew five years ago? Okay. Um, we'll get into a little bit more of this in a, just in a minute when we get more into the hashtag. But okay. um, because of my... I think I'm, I've dealt with a mixture of like personality and story, um, some of the trauma and, and different things I went through when I was younger. I was programmed, I feel like, to fear. Like mm. all my life I've dealt with fear. Mm. So I tend to lean to that, you know, especially growing up and sure. through some of the things I went through. And um, I was just kind of programmed to bend that way. Yeah. And through like, walking with the Lord and, and living, you know, life and the process that we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, I would tell myself, I feel like if you can get this early on, you've got it, but you, that you can trust him, Michelle. You yeah. can trust God. It's good. You don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. You don't have to figure things out on your own or you, you can just in the deepest part of your soul. Yeah. Like, he loves you and you can trust yeah. him with everything. It's good. And uh, that's one of the, the biggest things I've learned, especially the last five years. And I feel so much more, I mean, he's still teaching me every day, but free and yeah, um, at peace. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So that's that was a huge barrier growing up, you yeah. know, in my walk with him. And yeah. Um, so anyways, that's what I would tell myself. That's some good advice. Not everybody <laughs> can live a life of trusting the Lord. Yeah. And I think when we truly embrace who God is and that relationship we have with him personally on a more intimate level, it allows us to open up our hearts and our minds even more open than ever before yeah. to fully trust. Because yeah. along with trust, he's going to ask us to do some terrifying things. Yeah. And he's like, okay, girl, you said you wanted to trust me. That's now right. where are you at? You yeah, know, Faith without works. Is yeah, good, so. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. All right. So you guys know on the podcast, we throw out these hashtags and me and Michelle were just chatting it up earlier and we're trying to piece together some different hashtag topics. And you guys know that a lot about her story, like she said, she's going to break it down for us here in a second, but it has to do on terms of restoration. And actually, Michelle, I got to tell you just recently, a few days ago, um, I went live on my social media and I try to go live at least once a week, every, you know, once a week, what that looks like for people to tune in, like, um, for like a quick mm -hmm. encouraging word. Mm -hmm. And that's also called straight talk. And the Lord really put it on my heart along the lines of what we're talking about today on this episode with restoration for yeah. devastations. Good. And we all go through those moments. Yeah. We go through those moments of loss, hurt, disappointment devastating things sometimes that we invoked on ourselves yeah. sometimes we get devastating news from a friend or a loved one yeah. and we don't know how to process it and right. cope with it but what i have learned literally this week i did a study in the book of joel mm -hmm. and joel is actually a short chapter yeah like a couple short chapters i'm like wow i thought this was like in depth right and it is in depth but i thought it had much many more chapters than what was actually in the book. And so um, as I began to study this, and I was actually studying this out of the Joyce Meyer Bible. Wow. And she literally puts that phrase in there where it talks about God is in the restoration business and he wants to bring about in our lives restoration for devastation. That's good. And that whole book of Joel is talking about that, where you have these group of people who are in Judah and a plague comes on. It kind of makes me think of 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Like people have said 2020 has been somewhat of a COVID plague. And one thing I noticed in the book of Joel in chapter one, it talks about that when this plague of locusts comes on this, these people of Judah, that they are devastated. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, how are we going to have a comeback from this? Like how is God, God going to make this up and restore things that we feel like we've lost or mm -hmm. been disappointed or have stolen out of our hearts or lives. Right. And in chapter two, it talks about that God not only restores, but he brings double, double. Yeah. into their lives. And so I want us to talk about that. Like, what is your whole take on that? Like restoration for devastation in you know, like you say, this is um, a house that God is building yeah. with people all across the world that have stories to tell. Yeah. So talk to us about that. Well, when I started sharing about the restoration journey and process in my own life, um, back in May of 2018, some of the followers know that I purchased an 1886 
farmhouse fixer ever. Yeah. Um, just kind of in a turn of events in my own story. I never set out to do anything like that. Just the Lord brought it about. Yeah. In really a miraculous way. And I said, yes, I was scared to death. Yeah. Um, to purchase this old home. But I felt like for some reason the Lord had bigger plans. Yeah. Put my foot in the water, stepped out and uh, stepped out of the boat a little bit and bought this home. And I'm a photographer by trade. So as I started restoring this old home, um, room by room, piece by piece, um, didn't happen in a moment. I tell people it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. It was a process. God yeah. began to reveal to me through sort of like a photojournalism I call it like a personal passion project now. Yeah. Michelle, this is just like my journey with you. Mm. This beauty, beauty from ashes. Yeah. Um, restoration from devastation. Mm. Um, miracles that don't happen in like a moment. They happen through a process. Mm. Like this is a modern day parable almost. Yeah. Of how to express to people how I walk with them and mm. how I love them through devastation, how I bring restoration from the broken pieces. And so, um, so I began to restore this old home bit by bit, piece by piece. I began yeah. to gut every room, tear down every baseboard, board to back to the studs, um, cover it with alabaster white paint, which yeah. means all things new. Yes. And begin to restore this old home. And I tell people all the time that, you know, I, I began to share about it. And the word restoration just so resonated with people. That's yeah. such a word that people needed. Yeah. And we long for and we crave. Sure. Um, that people began to reach out to me from all over. And I told everyone, you know, you, you feel like this is for you. This is this is just as much for me. This is something yeah. that me and the Lord are journeying out. If for no one else, he did this yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, but this is my story. And now it's become our story. Yeah. And I think that that's why people have resonated with it from around the world. Um, it's because we all need that restoration. Whether yeah. it's from this devastating loss or, um, you know, devastating. You just, you can fill in the blank. You know, sure. everybody has their story of sure. brokenness. Everybody, there's not a person exempt from it on the planet. That's right. We've all been there. We've all felt it. Yeah. And been in need of Jesus. And um, and so, anyways, this story of a house God is building was birthed out of just in, in an organic way. It just was a home that the Lord brought across my path. Yeah. Um, I said yes and began to step out in faith and restore it. And um, I tell people God doesn't need anything fancy or big or yes. shiny. Yes. He just needs your surrender. And yeah. he's somehow now using this tiny little farmhouse fixer upper 1886 home yeah. in Texas to preach the gospel <laughs> yeah. somehow, you know, and it's bringing a lot of hope. It's, um, I think the cool thing about it is it's almost like a backdoor way mm. to share the gospel with people. Yeah. Um, People get on Instagram, they look at photos or they're on, you know, the, the house got featured at West Elm and yeah. different places like that. And they're on this blog and all of a sudden they, they think they're seeing a home and then they're being presented with the gospel all of a sudden. And they're yeah. like, oh, my word, you know, so um, it's just been it's been awesome. And Holy Spirit's so creative and it's been an out of the box way. Yeah. Um, to share the story of restoration. Mm. Um, and I think because people are able to see it, yeah. they can see it, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, and so I, it's just, it's just been, it's been as much of a journey for me as it has been for people to yeah watch it and, you know? Yeah. So I love that. If you could talk to us a little bit about, you know, through that process, you mentioned restoration as a process. Mm -hmm. And I think so many times, people want 
us to accomplish or whatever we want to accomplish, even sometimes on our own street where we're like, God, where are you? You know, God, you said you were going to come through for me. What, yeah. When is it happening? What's, what's the breakthrough on? And so many times we're trying to push our process yeah. over God's process. Yeah. How has that been part of your journey with the process of you staying positive, if you will? Yeah. Well, I guess there's several dynamics, but I want to say that one point of truth that's anchored me is like from the moment we ask, from the moment we approach God, he begins to work. Yeah. Um, oftentimes it looks Good. a lot different than yeah. we think it's going to look, but from sure. the moment we approach his throne, from the moment we ask, he answers. That's the word. That's yeah. a promise that is unchanging. Yes. A lot of times we miss it because it looks different than we think it should look. Yeah. Um, so I tell people healing in my life has looked a lot different than mm. I thought it would look. Mm. Um, but even in Mark eight, I talk about the restoration of the blind man's yeah. sight. Yeah. You know, that is such a mysterious way Jesus healed him. It says that he put mud on his eyes and we've all read the story yeah. and it says he asked the man, you know, what do you see? And the man says, well, I see people, but they look like trees. So the restoration process had like begun. Yes. It was in gear, yes. but it wasn't fully complete yet. Mm, and so good. again, Jesus comes in down, it's the metal in his eyes. It asks him, "Can you? What do you see now?" And then it says, "The man's sight." Mm. In one of the versions, says, "Was fully restored." Mm. And I think that's kind of a picture, yeah, of, of like I know in my life, in my healing journey, there's mm. been moments, there's been seasons where I'm walking in a fullness of like a new kind of healing in my heart, and I'm yeah. seeing things different, and I'm feeling, you know, connecting with the Lord in a new way, and then there's. There's other parts of my heart that don't feel quite healed. And yeah. And in quotes, I see people, but they look like trees. I can kind of yeah. see, but I'm just not quite there. And the Lord in his mercy yeah. continues to tend and heal and mend and go into those rooms yeah. and restore. Mm. And um, so I think my part of my message is I have a passion for it because I've walked it out, but it's yeah. to the person who's hurting, that's walking this thing out with God, mm. who's staying close to Jesus and believing for healing. And just to bring hope that like, if your full healing hasn't quite come to you, keep walking. Yeah. There's hope, mm. there's promise. And mm. like I said, it may come in a different way than you expect it. Yeah. But his promises are true. Yes. And like I said, from the moment you cry out, he hears you mm. and he's working on your behalf. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love how you said too, like when you were, you know, reconstructing, renovating this whole farmhouse that you bought in 18 or it was built in 1886 yeah. and you went room by room, piece by piece of this process. And one thing that stood out to me that you said in this interview is just there was some stripping away. And in Joel 1 and 2, it talks about that. When it talks about the plague and the locusts, it literally talks about that it's a stripping of locusts. It's a plague of locusts. It's a hopping of locusts. And it uses all these different termino terminologies with it. And I believe, you know, just as Jesus comes into our lives, mm -hmm. and like you said, you're giving him your yes, yeah. and you're allowing him to walk through the story of our lives, room by room, piece by piece, that he is like, I want to take you from point A to point B, whether it's healing or whatever it may be, but it goes back to what you said, trusting him. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, you mentioned that, and then it goes back to allowing him to strip some things 
within ourselves yeah. before we can even continue, you know, that process. Because if you think about it, the, the home that you're building, um, you know, and, and doing this renovation with like, what if you would have given up? Yeah. On the stripping process and say, you know, what, this is too hard. Yeah. Like this is too much. But yeah. yet you still allow yourself to surrender yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. Um, I tell people a lot that um, one of the keys to restoration, it's not all, you know, there's some beautiful and easy parts to it. But part of the process is the gutting and repentance. There's, mm-hmm. there's, um, I couldn't move into the house and bring the new furniture and just set it in a room yeah. that was old and falling apart and expect it to be restored. And there was a stripping season, a, mm-hmm. a season where I had to go in and examine like, yeah, what out of this room needs to be removed? Like yeah. what places aren't going to work anymore? That's so good. Foundationally, what do I need to change? Mm-hmm. And what, you know, what do I need to fix? boards need to be stripped back yeah we need new sheetrock and new paint here and um you know so there's there's a season for everything and there's a season for gutting and true repentance like, yeah i had ways of thinking in my life that were just wired you know like i yeah. said we all have stories we all yeah. have dna we yeah. all have all these things that we walk with sure and honestly kind of by default just learn to live that way we learn to walk out that way and the lord begin to deal with me mm. man you deal with fear you don't trust me mm. you deal with the, you know and all these things that that you know mindsets that had to be stripped away yeah um and it takes like i said it takes time it takes sure. work sure it takes commitment yeah dedication and trust mm. you know that trust i keep yeah. talking about yeah um and so there's definitely a season of while there's all these, you know, we hear beauty from ashes and, mm-hmm. but there is a part of that process that, um, it requires your yes yeah, and your dedication and your trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, he expects your, he wants your yes. And then he does the work too. Yeah. Know? So what would you tell somebody like on the other end of this, who is dealing with devastation? Or they think that they can't see a breakthrough. They can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And they know that God is good. And yeah. they know that God has a plan for them. And they want restoration. But what would you tell them, you know, if you were having like a sit-down conversation like we're doing now. And they were like, Michelle, like, this has happened in my life. This is part of my story. Yeah. But I just cannot find myself moving forward. The yeah. loss is too great. Yeah. Um, well, in, in questions like that, I always say like, um, first of all, I was raised in church. And so I am very, I want to say to whoever's listening, that feels that way. I'm very careful to throw out any kind of blanket statement to you or anything like that to in quote, fix things yeah. because I know that that's tender. Yeah. I know when some people have come to me and said that before, and I've gone to people and said that sure. it seems in my life, like sure. I'm hurting too much. I don't. Yeah. I, I truly don't trust God right now. Or I, yeah. I'm struggling here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hurting too bad. The trauma I went through was too much or mm-hmm. the loss or the abandonment. It's, it's too much. You yeah. Know? Um, so I say to get up tomorrow with the new mercies, put one foot in front of the other. God doesn't expect you to be, you know, he's going to lead you yeah. every single day, every single step. Yeah. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Yeah. Um, he walks with you every day. And as long as you get up and put that one foot in front of the other, and sometimes it takes somebody helping you do that. Yeah. The Lord, like I said, is true. The truth of God's word will anchor you. Yes. In times where your feelings 
tell you different. Yeah. You know, you got to get anchored in the word. Yeah. And, and anchored around great community. That's yeah. one of the things in my restoration story that has been a game changer for me mm-hmm. is um, incredible godly community. It doesn't yeah. have to be hundreds of people. Yeah, <laughs> Find your people that are godly and, and surround yourself with people that you know know how to touch God mm. and, um, and lean in on those people when you feel that way. Yeah. Don't walk out this life alone. Don't walk out hurt and wounded alone. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'd say to them in the least, like, in quote, churchy way, yeah. God is true to his word. Yes, he and is. And he will heal you. Yeah. Um, in his, you know, in his sometimes in a way that you never expect. And I promise you that if you trust him and walk it out, and not only heal you, but he'll give you double. Yeah. Like the Joel 225. Yeah. And he'll use your life mm-hmm. to minister to others, mm-hmm. to bring healing in sure. that, you know, that hurt that you've experienced. Yeah. Um, one of the things about Joel that I love that I found so fascinating when I read it. Yeah. Was it says that Joel 225, I think it is. It says that yeah. he will restore the years. Yes. So God is the only one who can restore time. Yeah. Man can technically restore good. things to you. Like if it technically money or like yeah. fill in the blank, you know, relationship or you know, man can do certain things, but God is the only mm-hmm. one who can restore the years. Yeah. And so even if somebody's listening right now and they think they're too far gone or they think this so relationship good. is like too far gone or yeah or whatever um god is so sovereign and so powerful and all he asks for is your yes yeah um so yeah that's powerful i love that i love how god can give us double he restores the time yeah so many times i even think in my own life where i'm like yeah i shouldn't have done that shouldn't have said that and i'm like god you know and he's like it's okay. Thank you God know. for grace. Right. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Thank the for Lord grace. for his mercy. Right. Yeah, totally. People aren't always, you know, fans of showing other people grace and restoration. But yeah. like you said, God always is. Like yeah. he never is going to turn his back on anybody, yeah. regardless of how far they've sinned or gone or whatever it may be. He's like, I'm with you every step of the way. Like yeah. you said, trusting him, giving God your yes through every season and I really love the fact that he makes those things new. Yeah. Things that we are wanting to let go of, we have to be willing to let go of so that we can embrace the new. Yeah. And so that's so powerful that God, you know, something that he's even been telling me throughout this year through COVID is there's some new things I want to do. There's some new things I want to, you know, take you new places, be around new friendships and relationships and do some new things that you've never done before. But I want to restore those things and make up for lost time. Um, And even in the quarantine process, for me, it's even been that stripping away. God, what do I not need in my life anymore? What do you want to add and bring new into my life so that we can advance the kingdom, but advance ourselves into what the future has for us? And I love how God does that. He's he's the God of new. He created yeah. new things from time found in Genesis. So. Yeah, and in Him, like, and I'm, I'm only saying this I'm walking it out, but in Him, yeah. it's always good. So yeah. even in the stripping seasons, if you're in a yes. stripping season or you're in a season where you feel absolutely gutted, like so that's good. so hard. Mm. But if you look at it in the big picture, it's yeah. still good yeah. because He's bringing restoration. Yes. Um. So even, I mean, even now people, I tell people, you know, Instagram, they look, oh, it's so beautiful. And there's yeah. all this, you know, Instagram worthy posts and everything. But I, tell, but I sure. wake up still mornings and I yeah. just like our spiritual walk. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I can't really get out of bed. I feel like I, it's too much yeah. for me. Or, yeah. You know, and uh, 
godly community again comes around. Sure. They come around me and remind me of who I am, remind me of what I've called to do. And yeah. Tell me to rest for a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is it's huge. practical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's been very much, like I said, it's paralleled so much more to my journey, like so much to my journey. Yeah. Um, of restoration in my yeah. heart. So I think resting has a lot to do with restoring. Yeah. Like, even though we don't want to slow down and rest, I remember at the beginning of the year, I was like, let's do this January. We're going after these <laughs> new goals, everything. And then it was like, bam, March, everything's happening. It's like, they're in that goal. I uh, know. And it's so, and the Lord was like, I was like, God, what's up with this? And he was like, girl, I just want you to rest. Yeah. It was like, like, what? I know. And I'm like, wait. And he was literally reminding me for years, you know, being in full-time ministry myself, he was like, you, you really haven't rested. You really haven't slowed down long enough to allow me to speak some things into your heart until you truly let go and trust me and learn to rest. Mm -hmm. And literally for like the whole month of January, I did nothing. That's good. And for me, like my personality, <laughs> that takes a lot. Cause I was telling you, like, I'm like, yeah. let's go, yeah. let's check it off, planner do all this. And so for him to start my year off that, I was like, yeah, I want to pick that word for my year. Yeah. <laughs> but God I heard somebody say like the biggest like waste of money for 2020 was like a 2020 calendar. Yeah. <laughs> like none of us needed it. Cause we right? like, yeah, we just it's crazy. rested at home. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. All right. So as we get ready to close this thing out, um, how can our listeners find you on social media? All right. Um, well, I would love that. So my, all my social media media handles are the same. So it's just my first name. It's uh, at Miss Shaley. So okay. on Instagram or Twitter, it's at M-E-S-H-A-L-I. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'd love for people to follow along. I love when they come along on the journey and write me and it's, yeah. it's a blast. Yeah. That is so awesome. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode and it spoke to your heart, go on Apple iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you guys are saying about the podcast as well as sharing them on your social media platforms. If you want to learn more information about who we are, what we're doing and where we're going, check out HopeLamberson.com. You can also access us and follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And let me tell you about something new that we have on Facebook. We have a private group open to anybody that is wanting to join the private group called Straight Talk with Hope. On this group page for Facebook, it is basically downloading devotionals, messages, topics you guys want to discuss, where we have conversations with each other who are in the group. I look forward to seeing you on there, and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope for you. We'll see you back here on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast.